everybody. Welcome to another Progreport Podcast interview. This is Roy. Hope everybody's doing okay out there. Just a reminder, if you listen to our audio podcast, we do have versions of many of our podcasts, especially the interviews up on our YouTube channel, along with some special episodes. So please remember to subscribe there. Uh, our podcasts are also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Podbean, and a bunch of other places. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and of course, progreport.com. My guest on this episode is Matt Halpern, drummer for Periphery, who are back with a brand new album called Periphery 5, Gent is Not a Genre. The album comes out on March 10th. Kyle Fagalo, who's also a drummer, joined me on this interview with Matt. Uh, we talk about all things related to the new album, uh, the band, and all the other stuff that he has going on outside of the band as well. Uh, very interesting guy, so check out the interview here. Well, Matt, this is Kyle, uh, and I'm Roy. You and I spoke, um, uh, believe it or not, you were, we interviewed you back in 2016. Yeah. It was the last time you were on this thing for, uh, was it Select Difficulty? It was, I think it was the night of the, of the tour, the, uh, or the day after the first night of the tour. And, um, I mean, I, you know, pretty crazy that it's been so long, and that was your third album, and now... You're really just on your fifth? Yeah, sixth album. There's a little break in the middle of like the the chronology of P1 to P5. Right, right, right. The, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, yeah. by the way, we love the title. Gent is not a genre, which is which is great. Uh, and Thank I want to talk about that and the album. Um, the thing with the this record that has blown me away from listening to it is the diversity of it. Uh, I mean, the, the power of, that you guys bring is, is still there, which is just awesome. Um, but there's so many more styles, melodies, singable choruses, jazz stuff, some pop even there a little bit. Um, what happened to bring you guys to this point to incorporate all of this on this record? Uh, I think there's a ton of things that, that have happened for sure. Um, you know, we we had almost wrapped up the full touring cycle for P4 when the pandemic hit. Um, it, it hit right after uh, a tour that we did, which was like likely going to be our last headlining leg that, that we had done. Um, and then we had like some other touring opportunities in the summer of 2020 and, and a couple little things beyond that, but that was really gonna be it. We were gonna pretty much wrap up at the end of 2020 and then get into writing. And then obviously we were all affected um, by what happened and um, we sort of all decided, all right, let's just, let's kind of take some time, you know, like individually um, to, to think about what we want to do on this record. If everybody kind of puts their own thinking caps on, starts writing stuff on their own, we'll come together when we can, even if it's just over Zoom calls. And um you know, communicate about what we're all thinking and what we're all vibing on. And the reality is it was not an easy process. One, because the pandemic, that's, that's a given. And I think everybody can talk about that all day, but two, uh, we're all located in different spots throughout the country. And um, there was just a lot of logistics that we had to figure out if we were all going to get into a room Um for me, uh, in 2021, I had a, a, a kid, so I really 
couldn't travel as part of like the first writing sessions that we were putting together just because of COVID. And one, I was kind of on like, when's the baby going to come watch, you know, like, and then even afterwards it was, I was just full on. Um, So initially, uh, you know, the, the rest of the guys were able to get together and, and flush some, some, some music out. And it was really different in the sense that like some of us really loved the material and then some of us just weren't vibing on all the material. And it, it wasn't like a instant thing. It was like at first everybody was into it. And then the more and more that we listened, some of the people were in the band were like, ah, oh, you know, like, I'm just not feeling this or like, I don't, I feel like I can't connect with, with this or that. And, um, what helped was one, the communication and honesty there. Like, I'm glad that we all did talk about it. Right. Um, but two, you know, what I think needed to happen was that a lot, uh, all of us needed to go through some, some personal things during those, that period of time, whether it be me having a kid or other things with, with, you know, the guys and, and their lives, um, for us to really be able to say, you know what, maybe the stuff that we wrote initially isn't as honest as where we are in life. Let's try to be completely honest in our music, in the lyrical content, um, in how we want these songs to 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 feel and sound uh, based on where we are as people. And I think that's a big difference than like before it was always just a little bit more fun and jovial and like we're getting together and we love writing and we're going to work together. and It's going to be great and we'll write whatever we want. But right. You know, let's let's really have a blast. This was not a blast in the beginning. It took a lot of effort to get to the point where we decided, you know what, like we need to start fresh. We basically scrapped a whole bunch of songs and we just decided let's let's start fresh. Let's be brutally honest with ourselves. Then it started to be fun. Then we started hitting a stride and we all felt like it it was the most honest representation of who we are as people and as a band. And the result is what you've heard, the, the album that you've heard. So I know that's a long-winded answer, but I think it was important no, it to kind sense. of get there that way. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. great. Uh, so Matt, you probably don't remember this, and I'm glad you don't, but the last time I, I was with you was on uh, Progressive Nation at Sea Cruise 2014. We shared yeah. a hot tub together. So I, <laughs> you really shouldn't remember that. <laughs> But I remember uh, I was sitting with my friend, Kyle, who's an enormous Periphery fan, you know, I'd say even back then. I mean, you guys have been around for a while, but um, and he was like, y'all got in the hot tub. He's like, we're in a hot tub with Periphery. It's pretty cool, you know, so. Uh, but that was, well, I do that was remember a blast. You, I, I definitely remember you guys being on that cruise, for sure. Yeah. Um, I just didn't, was, I, I didn't remember the hot tub, but, you know, I try not to. <laughs> Pay attention to what happens in hot yeah, tub. So. You were just Let's in a hot tub with so many on the people hot tub as who much. can remember. You know. Yeah. 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 But you that was actually sort of a jumping off point in many ways for the Prague report. Like our friendships that have come from that was was a lot of in a lot of ways that cruise. So awesome cruise. Uh, if anyone was there, they know that. I wanted to jump in and, and ask you about this. I follow you on Instagram and in my Instagram I'm orthodontist, so it's half orthodontist, half drummers, and a little bit of bass players sprinkled in. Um, but you do a great job on Instagram if nobody follows Matt, or if you don't follow him, you should. And you talk about um, OCD and anxiety and some of these other things. Um, I actually talk about those topics in orthodontics, so I, I feel a, a sort of commonality with you on that. Um, as you were talking about COVID, obviously I dealt with a lot of the same kind of stuff, and a lot of people in my industry did as, w- as well. Yeah. What did you figure out during that time that helped you personally? 
Um, you know, it was a process, man. Like I've, I've suffered from varying degrees of anxiety um, and, and forms of OCD throughout different periods of my life. Sometimes they're more intense than others. Um, I think the pandemic was a huge shock for a lot of people that didn't know how to deal with it. There was a lot of uncertainty. There was a lot of, a lot of messaging around it that was like inconsistent. And that leads to, un, you know, scary, uncertain times. And what do, what do we do? What, do? what do we not do? And for somebody who deals with things like anxiety, it definitely could be a bit overwhelming. Um, and I had some other things going on at the time, you know, just transitional things in our, in, in my life, my wife, you know, my wife and I moving into a new house and staying with her parents while we built the, the new house and all this other stuff that we were doing at the time was like, it just all hit all at once, you know? Um, so with that being said, I think I needed to find things that I could do on my own. Um, I didn't necessarily jump to the idea of like talking to someone at that time. Although if ever, if anyone listened to this feels like they need help talking to somebody is a great thing to do for sure. Um, if you experience anxiety, um, but I, I started researching things I could do on my own. I started getting into like meditation, breath work. Um, I had always known who Wim Hof was, who is like known as the Iceman, who like is famous for his cold plunges. Um, but I started researching him more. I knew that people did it to combat anxiety. And um, I got really heavily into that. Yeah, I bought his 10 week course, um, which focused on breath work, focused on cold plunges, focused on meditation, focused on all sorts of cool like yoga variations. And I put that to practice. And um, it's something that I continue to do to this day. Like as soon as we're done here, um, I have a couple friends that are coming over and I'm gonna be coaching them here at my house with cold plunges. One of them has never done it before. So I'm actually, I now coach people getting into, you know, trying cold plunges for all sorts of different reasons. This particular person had knee surgery um, months ago and is recovering and we do jujitsu together. So it's like a great thing for him to get into the cold and, and see how it, how it works on his knee. But yeah, I mean, I got into that. Um, and then, you know, it, it kind of ebbed and flowed. And, and just to, to elaborate a little further, not to be waving the jujitsu flag, but more recently, you know, I found that I, found, I wanted to find something else that was really mentally challenging and physically challenging, like the cold. And I decided, you know what, like, I've always been interested in this. I've never done it. This seems really hard and something I would like to do. I'm going to try jujitsu. And I jumped in head first and I have been like hooked since day one, haven't stopped. So it's been a big thing for me. And that's another thing that I've done that I've found a lot of the people that do it um, in the community that I'm in, in the gyms that I train in, so many of them started for their mental health more than their physical health. And so that's a huge thing too. If anybody yeah. has an inkling or interest in that, it's, it's worth considering for sure. That's cool. Plus you can win all the arguments within the band now. Yeah, well, I was always bigger than everybody. So I kind of had that going for me. You know? uh, I want to jump a little bit back into the to the new record, uh, which sure. comes out on March 10th. Um, so, uh, uh, just a fantastic album. I've been addicted to it for the last few weeks. And uh, as we were doing this, you guys dropped a new video for, uh, am I, am I going to say this right? Is it Atropos? Is that how you say uh, it? Yeah, Atropos. Yeah. Right. 
And, I think it's uh, Atrophy. Yeah, I think it's. I, I don't know if they asked the silent. I don't know if you say the S. I wasn't sure, but uh, <laughs> uh, great. Uh, just a great song. It's 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 got a lot of stuff to it. Really catchy chorus. Um, I like all the orchestration and kind of cinematic stuff you guys incorporate through the album. You're almost. I don't. I don't feel like maybe it's a concept album per se, but the flow of it really is is an album you can listen to from beginning to end, and it everything sort of seems to weave together, which I think is a really nice listening experience. Um, talk about some of the sounds and the orchestra orchestration and, and some of those things that you guys decided to incorporate on this one. Sure. Yeah. I mean, everybody kind of brings their, their own interests to the, to the album. And I think, um, what's cool about everybody in the band is despite having time off, maybe from touring or being together as a group, no one has stopped working on their respective crafts, right? Whether it be production or just writing music on different instruments. Like Jake does a lot of electronic music. Misha does a lot of or orchestral music. Um, Spencer is writing music all the time. We have a side project. He's producing other bands. Um, everybody is doing their, their own sort of different thing within their musical world. And, I think uh, through those individual experiences, like I was saying before, it's like we all kind of brought our personal experiences to this record. And I think that's where a lot of those different things come from. Um, I remember there were certain parts, like in the song Dying Star, that first chorus that has a really odd chord change and is kind of like an electronic vibe to it um, with with like the the synth and stuff. Like that was something that Misha was just like playing around with for fun. You know, he was just like, oh, like we, we, you know, he was playing with his new synth that he had. And he was like, oh, this is, this is kind of cool. What do you guys think of this? And it was the kind of thing. And like, that's how a lot of the stuff happens where he'll be like, hey, I was just messing with this. If you guys don't like it, we could scrap it and go back to the original chorus. But everybody was like, oh, that's awesome. Let's, let's do it. Why, why not? We can, you know, like <clears throat> there's no rules. So if everybody agrees on whether it be the sound design or whether it be the, awkward odd section that like we didn't have originally but it ends up working like <clears throat> we'll do it and it just kind of ends up being usually a majority vote or a unanimous vote in that in that sense so um yeah i think that's where it comes from just everybody being open-minded and as long as it uh is respectful as far as like letting people know if we don't like something that plays into it too you know if, if anybody there's been plenty of suggestions uh, during the course of, of making this record where people were like, no, man, like I, I hear you, but I don't really want this part on this song. I don't think it works. And you debate and you go back and forth, but. It's um, tough. I, Being in a band is tough that way. I mean, yeah. it can be challenging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's what made the parts uh, the way they are. And that's, you know, good or bad. It's like certain things didn't make it on the record and certain things did. And it was just through everybody well, bringing their, their, their personal best, I think. Well, I think the song that uh, I think hits that the most is maybe Silhouette, which is right in the middle there. Yeah. Um, I don't recall hearing you guys do a song like that before. And and I love it. I think it's just great. And Thank that's you. a nice flair to the record. It's just really cool. Um, it, you know, is Periphery in 2023 able to put a song like that and feel comfortable about it versus Periphery back in 2016? You might have said, uh, maybe no yeah maybe it's it's hard to go back then and think about where we were but yeah I, I sure i think so because again 
the rule was we need to be as honest as possible. And um, that's a very personal song lyrically for Spencer, but it's a personal song for all of us because I think we can all relate to it. Um, I think anybody who listens to that song can probably draw some kind of connection to it um, if you pay attention to the lyrical content, which is probably worth mentioning. You know, this album, we we all really made a huge effort to be involved in every in every uh, instrumental portion of it, or, or in every every instrumental piece of it individually. Meaning, <clears throat> when I was writing through the drum parts and, and we were coming up with the parts, everybody could have input. And when it came to the vocals, everybody had input. You know, hey, Spencer, what about this lyric? Let's try this. Or, hey, Spencer, I don't know. I don't necessarily understand why you're using this word instead of this word. Can you explain it to me? Or, hey, Spencer, what is this? What's this song about? Like, so I can understand it more. And maybe through understanding what you're trying to say, we can work together to hone the lyrical content so that it really drives the point home and maybe it's okay to be a little bit more vulnerable and okay to be a little bit more on the nose and direct if the if the meaning is is important and and um honest so i think with that in play yeah a song like silhouette makes it onto this record because it's really important to all of us and we all did have uh take part in every aspect of every song in that way so I think, yes, it is, it is different in that way, but you know, if Spencer had come to us with that, with that idea and, and told us what it was about, I imagine it, it could have ended up on a different record, you know, if, if he was willing to share that level of vulnerability for sure. And by the way, his singing is just phenomenal on this album. Some of the best work, uh, I think he's done, you know, I agree. He, he stepped it up, man. He definitely stepped it up on this record for sure. Yeah. Keeps getting better. All right, well, if you get let's let's talk drums a little bit, if that's okay. You are a drummer. Mm-hmm. I know I started yeah. out with the uh, OCD anxiety question, just out of left field, maybe. But uh, okay. so drumming, yeah. obviously, at this stage in your career, you're like a huge influence. Uh, we actually ranked you on our uh, Prager Report like best modern drummers list. Uh, I think you're right, like neck and neck with the other Matt, uh, Matt Garska. Uh, no, he uh, Marco was on there. He smokes me, dude. He, he can outlift you. I know that at this point, but he can outlive me. He can outplay me. Yeah, he's uh <laughs> that dude is like one of the best drummers of all of all time. Will go down in history like Hall of Famer drummer. So yeah, he's great. You know, he's a he's a good friend. Yeah, he's but insane. Yeah, I don't put myself yeah. on that level. It's like if I'm here, he's so well. Yeah. But I appreciate he, that. He's a very he is nice, an alien. Uh, yeah, you're. You are an excellent drummer. I love your attack and power behind the drums. I, I, I actually really like how you're technical. At the same time, it sounds tasteful. Like, I, you know, my favorite music growing up was just straight ahead thrash metal and, and classic rock. And I feel like you're, you're one that sort of like a John Bonham in the sense that you're playing really heavy, not heavy handed, but I mean, you, you beat the crap out of the drums. Like you can feel that come through and like Neil and other drummers like that. But you have the technical chops to make it more interesting. Um, obviously with that little gent flavor and kind of that, the new thing that you guys do, you and Matt and others around that era, um, as you've kind of get to this point where now you're like a huge influence on a lot of drummers who are coming up behind you. How are you trying to stay like new and fresh with your approach? Like how has your drumming maybe changed over the years? And I guess, how do you stay inspired? That's, that's a lot. So take whatever feels good to you. <laughs> I mean, there, there's definitely a responsibility 
that I feel because there are a lot of people who who are very kind and reach out to me all the time and share that periphery has inspired them or or that you know me as a drummer have inspired them which I think is crazy but it's we hear it we all hear it and yeah. and it's really it's really great and there's a responsibility to that so um I think for me drumming is something that I've done for as long as I can remember and it's something that uh I think about quite often and I think the way that I stay fresh is just by listening to lots of different music and internalizing ideas behind why a drummer would play this or why a producer would even program a part like they do why is that what how does that work with the song um for me I'm not as excited or like driven to be the best chop guy in the world, the fastest double bass drummer in the world. <clears throat> I don't need to be the best soloist. I really want to come up with parts that make songs better. And that's what drives me. So listening to lots of different styles of music, lots of different, um, you know, orchestrations and, and arrangements and productions, and then having band members who also push themselves and write music that is, for lack of a better word, maybe more complicated in some ways than it has been in the past. You know, it pushes me to take all of the stuff that I digest musically and figure out, okay, out of all of this, how can I apply it here? Are there things that I can do to make these songs better based off what I've been paying attention to? And maybe it's stuff that I've listened to forever, or maybe it's brand new stuff. I don't know. Um, but I just, I really just want to as a drummer play the best part I can for the song. That's my goal, you know, and then play it with feeling, play it with meaning. You know, if a song is supposed to be energetic, then I need to play it with a lot of energy. If the song is supposed to be somber or more emotional, then I, I need to figure out how to connect with it to be more emotional. So that's, that's what drives me as a drummer. That's what I want to emulate um, or, or rather, you know, put out there for people to see, feel, and and hopefully they can emulate that and figure out how to apply it to their own music. That's that's my goal, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Right on. No, that's great. Um, I think drums are more than just a, you know, technical thing that you learn, you know, nude, faster rudiments to, you know. So I, I view it in that same way, sure. but mostly because I'm not technically as gifted as, as you. So I have to <laughs> lean on the musicality, I call it, or I just buy new gear and lean on that. But uh, <laughs> one thing that kind of along those lines is I'm actually sitting at a uh, drum tech, like electronic acoustic kit, and uh, I've always used Superior Drummer, but you have uh, your own kind of collection of drum sounds and um, I'm too lazy to switch over unless you can convince me, but tell us about get good drums. Like I see your ads about that and you guys always do like really funny advertisements for everything you do. So kudos to that. Uh, but you. there's probably a lot of people who aren't aware of what that is. I'm curious how that's shaped, how you approach the drums and are you using that to demo stuff? Like how does that play into the mix of periphery and what you do? Yeah. So get good drums or, or GGD uh, is a company that, me and <clears throat> Nolly, our former bass player, Misha, and then our good friend Dez from the band Good Tiger, who was also on our cruise. Um, we've, we started the company back in 2016 as well. And um, it just started as a passion project. I mean, me and, me and Nolly both are obsessed with drums. We both love recording drums in the studio. And uh, we, we decided, hey, let's, let's, uh, let's record some samples and, and let's see if we can actually turn it into like 
a, a an instrument that people could actually have access to and use to to write drum parts for their own songs um, and, and we use our sounds so we kind of launched it initially it's just like a fun little project that we had no expectations of it being anything and then the people seemed to like it and and we we had the opportunity then to really double down and turn it into a business um and and kind of do it our own way and i think uh so so briefly we have a lot of different different drum libraries we we have products for guitars as well um we have some production uh tools that, that we offer too and it's really just the goal is to create the the best sounding also most affordable i guess uh production tools that you can get access to um within really we we try to hit and help any genre um, but obviously being in periphery and having the reach that, that we do as a band, our, our initial audience and the people that gravitated towards it were people that were sort of in the metal scene overall. And, and um, so that's that's kind of like what we offer, what we do, but you know, it's not just metal, it's for anybody. Um, that's, a, that's a mini plug. But um, we, uh, you know, I guess over the years have just kind of like with the band, it's like, Hey, this is our thing. Nobody else has has any ownership of it. Why don't we do things our way? Let's have fun with it. Let's, you know, let's write silly skits to help promote our holiday sales and to help promote our new products and let's entertain people if we can and you know, it's all just <clears throat> it's all us being nerds and dorks and liking, you know, like we all like different styles of movies and different shows. And it's like, again, what can we take from all this stuff and how can we apply it to, to, you know, entertaining people while also trying to, to promote our, our, our brand. Um, and, you know, you see it all the time. You see companies like, like Geico, you know, they do amazing comedy um, adverts. So it's like, Hey, if, if a huge company like that can do it, why can't, why can't we have fun with it? Let's have, let's yeah, have absolutely. a good time. There's no rules. So yeah, that's, that's just kind of, our, our position on it and we try to just have fun and what's cool is that it's a company but everybody knows who's behind it so we really kind of like lean into that and we play off each other and i hopefully you 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 guys already feel this way about periphery i hope so but like nobody in this band takes themselves very seriously everybody has it has like a very realistic view of themselves i think um to where we can make fun of ourselves and we can we can be jovial um and not have it be this thing where we take ourselves too seriously and i think that plays into the company as well so hopefully that answers the question yeah i will say the only more jovial metal uh person is the singer of cannibal corpse if i don't know if you follow him on instagram but yeah, he's great man he, uh, over christmas he was like winning lots of uh, the crane game like stuffed animals at a walmart or something i so, saw following on anyway, instagram kyle i got <laughs> you gotta I saw that. like i said <laughs> it's drums with a little bit of crane game stuffed animals sprinkled in so that's but anyway, yeah that's killer uh matt again thank you for uh giving us some time man. i'm sorry it's been so long since we had you on but uh you know things uh got got in the way over the years but um we're you know you're you got a lot of stuff, stuff going on uh everything seems to be going really well the new album is phenomenal i, I you know i still have some fans uh, some friends sorry that i try to turn you guys on to and they're like it's it's just too heavy it's too heavy and i'm like i'm like 
no th- this album trust me listen to this yeah. album it's still heavy it will still kick your ass but it is absolutely uh accessible and uh i think you guys have gotten better with every record and and this is uh absolutely been my favorite one so far so again gent is not a genre uh comes out on march 10th and uh, good luck with everything and hopefully we'll see you on tour soon or something yeah i really appreciate it if you guys have any follow-up or if you need any clarification or anything just uh reach out by all means yeah no worries all right man enjoy you too appreciate you yeah thank you for your time see ya Bye, bye Thanks to Matt for the interview. We're going to close with the new single from Periphery 5, Gent is Not a Genre. This is Atropose. The new album is out on March 10th, so don't forget to pick it up. Make sure to follow us on all our socials, check us out on YouTube, and check out the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you soon. Bye.